podcast is brought to you by CEW Plus at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor as we work to serve our community during this unprecedented time of change. Resiliency is best demonstrated in times of challenges. Join CEW Plus Director Tiffany Mara as she talks to students, staff, faculty, and community members connected to the University of Michigan's Center for the Education of Women Plus in our podcast, Strength in the Midst of Change. Today's podcast features Courtney Reed, CEW's Counseling Program Manager. Courtney is an MSW, LMSW, and alum of the University of Michigan School of Social Work. Her career journey thus far has allowed her to provide behavioral health services in a variety of settings, including hospital and community-based practices. By giving consideration to one's biopsychosocial circumstances, she aims to help others define their concept of well-being, identify meaningful goals, and accomplish them while honoring their inner resiliency. She provides counseling to those seeking to further refine their educational and professional pursuits. Courtney, welcome to the Strength in the Midst of Change podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Uh, Can you please tell us a bit about yourself and what you do at CEW? Yeah, thank you, Tiffany, so much for inviting me and having me here today. I'm really excited just to talk with you a little bit more about my work and just some of the things I've come to learn through the course of my work. So that was a wonderful introduction. It kind of captures the essence of what it is that I do. So in my counseling role, absolutely just supporting people as they're navigating their educational and professional endeavors to figure out where they are and what might be next for them and ways in which our organization or our unit can support them in those pursuits. My formal title now within CW Plus is Counseling Program Manager. So in addition to counseling work, it also allows me just to have some administrative oversight over just the direction our program is going in and also being thoughtful about just ways that we can enhance the one-on-one services and expand them into group formats or workshops and continuing the implementation of those, which have been a staple also of um, CW Plus's counseling program over the years. So it's just really neat to kind of come at it from different directions to figure out just how can we best support our constituents. And that's honestly what excites me the most, being able to be present and be thoughtful about different ways to support people and hold space while they explore their own possibilities. Yeah, thank you. As you know, both of us know, uh, CEW offers career and educational counseling to students at any degree level and at any point in their enrollment. Could you walk us through generally what a student could expect when setting up an appointment? And what kinds of career and education questions could they bring to a counselor at the center? Yeah, so it's been wonderful over the past few years, we've been kind of really expanding the formats in which people can engage with us. And of course, the pandemic heavily influenced that too. So where we're able to offer both in-person appointments, appointments via Zoom and appointments via phone. So just even initiating that process, students would just somehow have to reach out to us. We're able to take that inquiry via phone. They can send us an email or also we have an online form that we use now. And it's just a space where they would just indicate what they're hoping to come in and to address. And then our core support staff, which are wonderful work with students just to figure out a time that works best for them and also the counselors that they may be matched with and also just figuring out which format makes the most sense and gathering any paperwork that we may need to have completed or any other documentation that will let us best prepare for the appointment. And then come the day and time of the appointment, honestly, the questions can be abundant. We really allow this process to be something that's generated by our participants. So what they bring is what we work on and trying to operate within our scope as best as possible. 
some of the questions that I get just are like, uh, I'm stuck. Where do I go from here? Or how do I prepare for my first job? You know, in what ways can I apply what I'm doing in class and in my extracurriculars to a career? Or even do I want to continue my education? Am I not finished? Is there a space that I may want to kind of learn something a little bit more deeply? We also hold space for just people kind of coming to those realizations of maybe what I've majored in is not what I want to do. Or I've been able to arrive at a space where I think my interests are taking me elsewhere and how do I navigate that pivot? As well as how do I have conversations with my instructors about really uncomfortable or difficult topics? In what ways can I ask for help or how can I build my skills? So there really is an abundance of what people bring to the table. We just really try and figure out like what's the open, honest truth of what you need and how can we best be of service? Yeah, thank you. In addition, you know, as a counselor here, you meet with faculty and staff. What kinds of topics could a faculty or staff member bring to you, and how does the center support them on their education and career journeys while they're currently working at the university? Yeah, it can be very similar where, um, again, just they are able to bring forth just whatever is on their plate at this time. What we notice with faculty and staff a lot of times is just recognizing where they are in their own current professional journey and oftentimes uh, awareness of a need for change, whether that's change in terms of going deeper or changing pathways. So again, we just kind of encourage them to bring just whatever the reality might be for them and all of their honesty. And then we hold space for conversations about like, how do I advance my career, you know, here at the university? I may feel like I'm kind of hitting a ceiling of some sort. How do I overcome that or move forward? Or ways to just really propel my skills and speak to my higher ups about ways in which I can advance my career. I may want to change paths completely. And so what's possible for me with my professional and educational background and ways to navigate that in a thoughtful and intentional manner. There are a lot of people that we encounter that are thinking about going back to school and wanting to do that while staying employed in their current capacity. And so just how is that going to look, right? And what resources or benefits are available to support them, especially those that may be around tuition, reimbursement, or other benefits that the university offers. There is the reality of just also balancing work and family life and just wanting to still have your own individual identity as well as recreational time. And I think just in today's society, when there's so many possibilities, that can be a daunting and overwhelming endeavor. And so people just saying, I need help kind of reconfiguring and reimagining how to make this work. Along the lines of professional development, we offer workshops and there's things throughout the university that can be advantageous. And so just kind of being strategic with people about what makes the most sense for them in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. Now you also counsel community members free of charge. Who is eligible for those services and what could a community member expect to talk about during their appointment? Yeah, actually, it's one of the things I really love about our programming that we are able to really serve our university community in a robust amount of ways, but also to just we extend that to our greater community. And so with that being free of charge and that may not be a commonly found resource in a lot of different localities, unfortunately. So with that, we offer in-person services to any community member that's able to travel to us physically. So they don't have to be Michigan residents. They could be from California just traveling through visiting relatives or you know they may have a loved one that attends university as long as they're able to stop into our office for the duration of their appointment they can schedule a time to meet with us and to talk about things that may be of importance to them 
our virtual sessions, which we offer via phone or Zoom, we do require the individuals to be like in the state of Michigan during the time of the appointment, just in terms of location. But that can be anywhere in the state of Michigan. So it could be that they're next door to us. So they also could be located in the Upper Peninsula and everywhere in between. But just being able to serve our mission ganders as well, to engage them and invite them in to be a part of our CW Plus community. And during those sessions, again, the focus can be a lot of overlap from what some of the students and staff have brought to us our own attention as well. Just what would help them advance their professional or educational pursuits. So it may be that they're looking to revamp their resume. We're able to offer mock interview sessions. And so sometimes it's nice for them to be able to get some in-the-moment feedback while they're on the job market. Networking becomes a common topic about how do I create a networking strategy and be able to leverage that social capital to advance my career and pursuits. Or if they're thinking about going to school for the first time or they've taken a break and need to get back into school or they want to further their education, we can hold space for it all. And again, these sessions are really guided by our participants, which they tend to find empowering. It can be really beneficial. And I think one cool point, too, is just that we're able to offer feedback and guidance around just admissions and scholarship applications, especially for people who may be kind of coming to the university or interested in becoming a part of the student community. So just being able to support them and just kind of offer our insights on ways to enhance the applications can be beneficial for them. In counseling sessions, beyond what you're able to provide in the moment, are there suggestions or recommendations you make for how individuals can make space and time for their educational and career goals beyond counseling? Yeah, so I think counseling is just one of the tools in the the toolkit or the tool belt, right? That it actually can be a wonderfully beneficial tool, but ideally that there'll be other things that people can use to move themselves forward. One of the things I'm a large proponent of is just like routine evaluations or just like taking stock of where you've been, where you are, and where is it that you're trying to go. I mean, really incorporating that at least on like a semi-annual basis. When it comes to goal setting, I'm someone who likes to work backwards which is meaning basically just identifying that what it is that you're trying to accomplish and then just figuring out what steps are needed to prepare you to be successful in your pursuit of that goal. And that oftentimes just once you figure out what's needed to be successful can inform you of what tools you may be needing. So it's something where you might find like, okay, I may need to brush up my self-assessment just to know what my capabilities and strengths are and my values and how I can speak to those. I might need to network a little bit more so that way I can kind of know the people who are doing the work I want to do and have them familiar with my work. It may be time for me to get some certifications or continuing education to brush up on skill and expand my knowledge base as well as taking on my short-term side projects and volunteerism. So just, again, being able to go about different ways of engaging and broadening and learning and growing to further those pursuits. And I know that a lot of times that's a really tall order just to kind of say, go out and do all these things um, because people are like, where do I have the time or the space? Mm -hmm. And so just honoring the reality that sometimes, you know, like it can be an overwhelming and daunting task, but starting small is perfectly fine. I'm just a fan of as long as you start somehow. And so even if it's five or 10 minutes every couple of weeks to dedicate that time for yourself and to really make it something that is intentional, right? I talk with people and they're just like, oh, I'll find time in the next two weeks. And I'm like, no, I think it it needs a home on your calendar. So, you know, trying to figure out, okay, Thursday at seven is when I'm going to do this work can help you really stay accountable and make some momentum on that as opposed to it being more vague. And so just we're trying to operate within our realm of possibility, reach out and lean into the things that we know we would need or would find helpful to kind of grow and expand and just to move forward in that direction. 
Are there any websites or apps that you'd recommend that people could go to to kind of have the prompting questions or guidance on this type of work? Good question. I think a lot of times there's a lot of different career-based websites out there. Actually, the university, just in terms of our HR website, university career centers, and some departmental units, even though those may be kind of targeted towards particular groups of constituents, the information tends to be public-facing. So anyone could access it just as long as you have a computer. A lot of those are not behind like a sign-in wall. But even just kind of exploring career development tools or questions and guides can be a benefit just to get some of those questions. Also on our website for here at CW+, we've tried to do a good job of, in the past couple years, recording a lot of our presentations and workshops that were offered in a virtual format, just kind of hosting them in like a virtual library of sorts on our events and workshops page. And so there's a lot of copies of our workbook materials, our slide decks, and we tend to go over these different types of strategies or information or reflective exercises there, as well as capturing just previous conferences and symposiums and kind of larger scale workshops around career development. So it could be really beneficial to just kind of take some time to peruse through those materials to see what we have the best fit. And then ultimately, if you're not quite finding something, but you're curious if a resource exists, that can be a great prompting to schedule a counseling session just so that way we can both put our heads together to see what kind of materials would be a benefit and where might they be located but ultimately at the end of the day I'm a big fan of internet searches and so people may be surprised what they find by going to google and entering a search query to see if there's resources that fit their needs yeah what type of uh, search terms might you use so things around career development strategies, job seeking strategies, returning to school. If you're kind of thinking about um, a common one is like if people are like, I have this major and I don't know what to do with it. You'd be surprised at a simple search about what to do with blank major. A lot of times there can be articles that have been written or other institutions across the country or the world have really devoted time to kind of flesh out those topics. And so just again, public facing content, once you, of course, just see if you can feel like it has this legitimacy and it feels like it's written with good intent that there may be knowledgeable people writing and authoring those spaces can really turn up a lot of good possibilities for just furthering your knowledge and awareness of skills and utilities. Now I often ask this question but especially for people who are in kind of helper professions how do you care for yourself and ensure that you have work-life balance and that your stress levels are in check what are your approaches and what do you find works for you? The goal of this question is for other people to learn from each other's self-care strategies uh-huh. so that way they can hear what other people do and potentially try similar approaches in their own lives. I'm happy that this question is included because, again, I'm someone who I try to practice what I preach, right? A lot of my work is focused on wellness and just like a holistic approach. And so it would be remiss for me not to attend to my own needs. And also just I'm aware that being able to attend to my own needs really allows me to show up in the best way possible for other people. So self-care and stress reduction is so important. My approaches they evolve over time and as of late I've been in this space where I'm trying to take both like a proactive lens to supporting my wellness and then also like this reactive approach sometimes we're trying to keep things going in the best possible way but life happens and stressors occur and so we also have to have ways to attend to ourselves in those moments 
So breaking this down, what this might look like. Um, on the preventative end, just again, good practices of just like supporting my whole body. So trying to have better sleeping habits, trying to improve my nutrition, staying hydrated, which is harder than it seems sometimes. Journaling and just also like being social with people and in spaces that mean a lot to me and that are positive for me. All those things kind of invigorate me and just kind of keep me going in like an ongoing maintenance space. And so just hoping that those efforts will provide a good foundation for just kind of day-to-day resilience. But also, as I mentioned this, knowing that sometimes the world is trying and stressful moments, encounters and such occur. And just like, and I have to be able to respond to those as well. So for this whole reactive approach, it's like this kind of short, medium, long-term structure that I have in my mind where I'm thinking for short-term reactions to stressors, I want something that I can do immediately to attend to my needs. So it can be having a quick mindfulness moment or taking some deep breaths with some breathing exercises. I might need to get up and move my body and stretch or take a quick walk outside just to get some fresh air in my lungs muscle relaxation and tension exercises and then also i'm just really big on trying to kind of do some perspective shifting and honoring okay i'm looking at this one way is there another way i can take it in and just to to hold broader perspectives the medium term of that may look like okay i can't do it now but in the near future i want to implement something such as like do i need to have a supervision session with my supervisor might i need to move up my own personal therapy session do i need to connect with people and consult or be able to debrief and vent or just clear my schedule so I can have some more room to pace myself. And then those longer-term implications are stuff that I know are going to be beneficial, but they take longer-term and longer time frames to plan. So does that mean it's time for a vacation on the horizon? Or am I arriving in a space where I may want to shift my work or take on new projects or just build up some skills so that way I can feel stronger in some aspects of my work and personal life? So for me, it's just like trying to kind of take this on at different angles. And I think having different pacing of the self-care helps me just stay motivated and in that momentum. And then just honoring that, you know, self-care, even if it's supposed to be response to work, it's work in of itself. And so just trying to do the best that we can, honoring that I'm human and some of my tactics may not work, but that's a learning space and just really trying to do the best that I can to get the best return on my investment as possible. Courtney, this is great to hear more about your work. I know we see each other in the office a lot and I have a general <laughs> sense yeah. of counseling, but hearing you talk about it is really quite inspiring. Thank you so much for participating in this podcast. And before we end, I just, I like to end on a chance for you to say anything that maybe I didn't ask about. Is there any question I should have asked as a part of this podcast? I think we covered everything. I think just, I want to give my final pitch just for people who may be curious or just wanting to learn more about it or just curious about how a counseling session or space or our services may benefit them. Please reach out. We welcome questions. We welcome curiosity. The whole focus is just to support and hold space. And so if there's anything that maybe as a listener has for their own personal question that they wish would have been asked and could have heard answers to, please reach out and definitely we'll hope to make time for that and see if we have the answers or if not, if there's a way that we can point you in the right direction. But I really appreciate this time today and it's wonderful talking with you about my work. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to CEW's podcast, Strength in the Midst of Change. To learn more about this episode or the services and virtual programming offered by CEW+, please visit cew.umich.edu. Here at CEW+, we navigate circumstantial barriers by providing academic, financial, and professional support to help you reach your personal potential. 
Established to support women through higher education, we lift up women and all underserved communities at the University of Michigan and beyond. Through career and education counseling, funding, workshops, events, and a diverse, welcoming community, we exist to empower. We are CEW Plus, and we are here to help you reach your potential. The University of Michigan resides on the traditional territories of the three fires peoples, the Ojibwa, Odawa, and Potawatomi. 